So you had to. It wasn't easy to. You couldn't have one type of game, which you can now, due to due to the uh, the circumstances and uh, of the of the tour. Let me ask you about the Aussie mentality and approach to playing tennis, because there were so many great players that came out of Australia. Most notably, of course. Uh, you think of Rod Laver, and I've always uh, looked upon the Australian player as being even keeled. You never saw them act up on the court like maybe a McEnroe or a Jimmy Connors or or others like that. Did that demeanor, that Australian approach to playing tennis, help most of you and and the other players? Well, I, I think uh, I think it's the sort of respect you have for for your fellow player more than anything. Um, and I think uh, that has certainly passed down to me. Um, and you know, the, the, you you know, players got upset with themselves. Uh, I certainly did, many a time. Um, you know, Lions calls would would frustrate you, but there wasn't there there was a certain a certain amount of gamesmanship, but also there, I think there was a tremendous respect for the other players. And I think um, I think it's probably fair to say that that John McEnroe doesn't have a lot of respect for for anybody on the tennis court, <laughs> uh, even himself. Um, and, and so he, he didn't really show that on, on the court. You know, he showed that that he, that he you know didn't like the other players, and um, you know it's made him very famous. Um, you know, not necessarily popular in, on tennis in tennis circles, but uh, but uh, you know that that was it was all about certainly showing respect to, to your, your opponent and going out there and playing hard. And, and you know, you win, you win, you lose, you lose. But you you, you leave it all on the tennis court and. And, uh, you know, hopefully you come out with a win, but you give it 110%. Tell me a little bit about the difference in the atmosphere of playing in the Australian Open as compared to playing at Wimbledon or playing at the U.S. Open. Australian Open is, um, well, I think, uh, it's, I think it's fair to say it's sort of 25 years ago it was, you know, it was the, it was the little uh, run to the litter, shall we say, of the Grand Slams. And, um, and it's built itself up to being probably the most successful of the Grand Slams with a with the best venue. Uh, it has day and night sessions. It has uh, lots of stuff going on. It's almost like a festival out there. They have music playing out 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 uh, the bat around the courts. Um, rock, you know, said they have rock bands. They have all sorts of stuff going on. It's a real festival. It's five minutes walk from the centre of Melbourne. It's right on the river. Uh, it is absolutely spectacular. They have two two uh, courts that have in uh, closing roofs. So you have um, you know it's never. Stop for the weather. Uh, the matches keep going, and as I said, it's, it's real atmosphere. You have uh, you have all the nations there who come there and have their flags, and the supporters have their flags and they paint their faces up. And you know, it's uh, it's like a mini World Cup. They're all there cheering, and you know, some of them sometimes there's a bit of uh, a bit of a ruckus going on. But it, it is a great atmosphere, and I think most of the players feel the Australian Open is just about. Well, it's not probably the most prestigious one, but it's probably the best organised and with the best facilities and, and probably the most fun. Um, but, you know, of course, Wimbledon has the prestige, the US Open has, has the atmosphere, the energy, and, and, and Roland Garros is, is uh, you know, one of the most beautiful sites. The French Open is, um, is something different altogether. So they're all got very different, um, very different personalities at Grand Slams. I know in 87 you reached the, your first Grand Slam singles final at the Australian Open. The pros and cons of playing in a tournament that's in your home country, were, were you nervous in, to any degree, or, or is there more pressure because you happen to be an Australian playing in an Australian final? Yeah, I think there is. Um, you know, I played pretty well in the finals. I played two in a row. I lost very close matches uh, to Stefan Edberg and then Mats Villander the next year in the new stadium. Uh, um, you know, I played well. I had the great support uh, behind me, but I, I can understand 
quite a lot of the Aussie players have not not played, performed all that well down in Australia. And, and I think you find the same thing. The, the Brits have the problem, you know, playing in, at Wimbledon. Uh, you know, that, that comes up uh, quite often. The French, quite a few French players really struggle to play in Paris. And that's just your expectation. Uh, wanting to, to do so well at home that you put that extra pressure on yourself. And sometimes, it, you know, it, it, just does, it just doesn't work out. Some players can thrive on it. Some players can't. And it's, um, you know, I think it's very much down to the pers- each person. You certainly followed that up with the great Wimbledon in 1987 when you won the championship there. You beat Mats Wielander in the quarterfinals, Jimmy Connors in the semifinals, and then you defeated the world number one player, Yvonne Lindell, in the final. What was it about that tournament? Did you get going early and your confidence grow through that? Take me through the Wimbledon championship. Um, no, I think it's fair. To, I think I, I really had quite a lot of confidence going into the tournament. Um, I played very well.